G'day ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Drones for Good podcast. Andrew Crow's my name. We're in our second podcast of the day which is fantastic at the World of Drones and Robotics Congress. Um, today we have probably one of the most well-known, well-respected, uh, smartest people that I, that I see in this entire industry, Sue Key here. Sue, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Andrew. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to come and have a chat this morning. I know you're busy and you run around talking to a million people, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, Sue, let's talk about you and your background first. So I know a lot of people probably know a lot about you and your background, given that um, you attend everything and you're always presenting things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what is your background and how did you get to this point? Um, well, I was a very directionless youngster, I guess. <laughs> That's I, a good way of putting it. I never really had a career plan and I, I like to describe my career as non-linear, okay. um, which sounds better than unplanned construction. <laughs> Uh, But I actually started off as a physical scientist, so my background is in uh, geology. I did a PhD in earth sciences, specialising in isotope geochemistry. Right, Uh, okay. I moved up to Queensland uh, on a research fellowship, but then I left research science and I moved more into research management and commercialisation and eventually found my way into robotics by a fairly circuitous path, but... At the end of the day, I blame my sister because okay. she's the managing director of Silicon Valley Robotics over in the US. Oh, wow. And so for many years, she was telling the family that robotics was the way of the future and we really should get on board. And because she's my older sister, I took it as my duty to ignore all of her advice. <laughs> to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. But eventually, I mean, I did have a fantastic opportunity um, to help set up the uh, Australian Centre for Robotic Vision, which was the world's first centre looking to combine robotics with computer vision. That wow. was back in 2014. And when that opportunity came up, I spoke to my sister about it and she you know, told me I'd be crazy not to, to give it a go. And yep. uh, that really was uh, quite a... Um, you know, career-changing, I guess, experience in as much as it was great to be able to be, rely on my scientific background to a certain extent, but also be able to apply what I knew about research management and commercialisation. Uh, but what I found fascinating about it was, you know, working in a robotics lab, you get that opportunity to see the impact that technologies are likely to have. And mm. I really was quite astounded that all of this really interesting work was happening that was going to impact on all aspects of all of our lives uh, yet I felt that people really didn't know that this was about to happen Mm. and so that's really driven I guess a lot of um, the the work and the speaking that I do and you know the formation of Robotics Australia group to represent the robotics industry it's all tied up with this I guess sense that I have that we really need to harness all of the energy um, towards developing these technologies right here in Australia uh, for the benefit of Australians. Mm. And we've got some super smart people in this country. We're doing some amazing things, and I'm sure you see it more than I do, but I um, I recently had um, CSIRO on and Data61 and the work they did as part of the DARPA Sub-T Challenge, and it's just unbelievable the stuff that we're, we're, that's coming out of this country. Is that, you know, you see mo- a lot of that going on? Yeah, I think we can be justifiably proud of uh, a lot of the world-leading technology mm. that we develop here in Australia. But sadly, I think it is still true that many of those inventions are commercialised by overseas companies Mm. and that we don't really see the full benefit. And I think that's something that needs to change. Mm. One of the things I'm really passionate about is that I think we do have a lot of great talent and we're developing great technologies here. 
we need to find reasons for the talent and technologies that we do have to stay here in Australia and and build global businesses, you know, yeah. and, and make sure that, that those technologies get out to the world, but also make sure that Australia is getting the benefit. And it seems like to me, and it's across all industries, I really think that, you know, we have great small startup companies that are doing great things with small people and not a lot of funding, and all of a sudden, these great companies with smart people get bought by, you know, overseas companies. Are you seeing that in this robotics industry as well? Well, sadly, it... it, it we almost missed that first step in that, you know, my sister sees a whole string <laughs> of Australian companies that actually haven't even sought investment here mm. in Australia. They've gone straight to Silicon oh, Valley right. to start up. So I think that sometimes we don't even get that opportunity to ha- have those small companies start here. But yes, you're right. It's always a risk that when a company does develop that it gets uh, bought out by another. But that's why I think we need to start building up some bigger companies here in mm. Australia so that we start to have that critical mass yep. so that we can really have a strong, sustainable uh, robotics and drone industry. Mm. And, and let's talk about about um, one part of your, your current work life at the moment and you've got the shirt on for it as well, the Queensland AI Hub. What can you tell us about the Queensland AI Hub or, or can you give our listeners an intro to the Queensland AI Hub? Yes, the Queensland AI Hub is about building the AI community here in Queensland and the reason that we exist is because there was such a development of the AI community a few years ago where they really um, started self-forming um, you know, this community and the Queensland government noticed that there was a lot of interest and activity in artificial intelligence and looked to ways to try and help harness that and so that's why the Queensland AI Hub exists and we're really about trying to um, make those connections to support the AI companies that are creating new AI technologies here and also trying to make sure that we encourage government and corporates to adopt AI technology and wherever possible put them in touch with that local AI capability. But I think today very much like you know robotics and drones a lot of the work that we do in artificial intelligence more broadly is a well-kept secret mm. you know a lot of Australians don't realize that we actually are pretty good in this space yeah uh, in Queensland in particular um, you know for example we develop 60% of the world's mining software wow. we actually have quite a strong tech um, base mm. but for a lot of people they don't think of having a career in the tech industry because it's not very visible and that's something I'd really dearly love to see change and, and have a lot of the people who are finishing school very soon think of having careers in the tech industry because I think there are huge opportunities. So is, is a big part of that is really formalising this part of the industry and, and um, professionalising, I guess, the AI industry? Is, is that what you mean by some of that? Yeah, yeah, so one of the things that we've been doing as Queensland AI Hub has been mapping out the AI capability because mm-hmm. at the moment, you know, uh, if you talk about the AI industry, what does that mean? How many companies are there in Australia? How many Mm. people do they employ? How much revenue are they worth uh, to the Australian economy? Are they exporting a lot of our technology or not? We just actually don't know the answer. And, And we're getting those answers now? Well, slowly, slowly. So <laughs> There's a longer-term plan? That's right. So we hope to release the results of our capability mapping very cool. soon. Yep. Okay. That's fantastic. And, and you know, and, and, and I guess a bit of kudos to the government as well. They, you know, between Queensland AI Hub and TAS DCRC and other places, we're seeing a lot of investment in this innovation and startup and sort of, you know, um, start of industries, um, which we aren't necessarily seeing across the rest of the country. Are you seeing that as well? Is Queensland leading this space? Yes, well... 
Queensland AI Hub is the only AI hub in Australia. Okay. So definitely I think Queensland is investing in some of these areas more than some of the other states at the moment. Mm. Okay. And where, where is the Queensland AI Hub? Where do people get some information about it? Oh, well, I guess in, in essence we're virtual, so you can just look <laughs> us up online. A good <laughs> but we, we also have a physical presence in Fortitude Valley at the okay. precinct, which yep. is you know, where a lot of the uh, innovative startups are located. And part of the reason that we're located there is so that we can showcase some of the AI technologies that are being developed here in Queensland. Cool. Um, and shifting slightly to a slightly different topic, you know, when I think of yourself, I think of two things. I think of the Queensland AI Hub and I think of the Robotics Roadmap, which uh, Mirrigan's been involved in developing part of as well. Um, what can you tell our listeners about the, about the Robotics Roadmap and, and what's it all about? So the Robotics Roadmap uh, is being launched today here yep. at the World of Drones and Robotics Congress and the it's the second edition of the Roadmap. So the first edition of the Roadmap was done in 2018 when I was with the Australian Centre for Robotic Vision and the rationale for doing the roadmap was uh, very much as I described for the broader AI industry. Uh, it was a recognition that we actually didn't know a lot about the robotics industry. Mm. And yet, if you're working in the research space, obviously when you're developing technologies, you want to see them being used by people. And the best way that you can ensure that that happens is if you're engaged with local robotics companies to see how those technologies can be applied in their business and then taken out to the rest of the world. So the first robotics roadmap was really about trying to get a bit of an idea and understanding of what the robotics industry in Australia looked like. Mm -hmm. And this second edition of the roadmap is really to start building off that momentum. Mm. Since the first roadmap, we've had the creation of Robotics Australia Group as the voice for the robotics industry in Australia. We've seen a number of different clusters in robotics form. We have a lot of test sites for both drone and robotic capability being developed in Australia. And I think we're just starting to get to the point now where um, we can really start to showcase a lot of that work. So the second edition of the roadmap, I think we have more than uh, 98 case studies of um, Australian ingenuity in this field. Uh, and we have the addition of a drones chapter, thanks to, to Mirogen, because, I mean, I think it is an area where Australia has clear strengths compared to the rest of the world. And, you know, the, the, most, the thing I really want to see is that we take advantage of those strengths. Yeah, fantastic. And, and you know, from a Mirrigan perspective, we, we need to, say, to thank Nicola down in Melbourne who did a lot of the heavy lifting for that. She's, um, she's amazing in some of the stuff she does. So it's great to have her involved as well. Yes. And so who's the sponsor of the roadmap? So who, who owns this roadmap? So Robotics Australia Group has taken on responsibility for okay. producing the roadmap. Um, we did ask for some sponsorship of parts of the roadmap to just help us with production costs. And we're very grateful for the companies that have sponsored us to get it to this stage. Uh, but at the moment, it's essentially a community service. So I think I mentioned to you earlier, it's kind of my passion project, yeah. how I spend my weekends. <laughs> um, and thanks to COVID, and I guess we've expanded the roadmap a bit to include those additional chapters. It's been a bit of a long ride to get to this second edition so I'm very pleased that people will be able to download it from the Robotics Australia website from today. And it must be fantastic to see that you know, passion project that you're not getting paid for come to fruition. I'm sure there's so many of these types of things just die on the vine. How has it made you feel to kind of get to this point? Oh yeah, very relieved. Um, <laughs> but also, I mean, what energises me is seeing these uh, remarkable Australian success stories or potential success stories. And, you know, just knowing that this is really the tip of the iceberg, mm. there were probably, if we had, uh, you know, a whole 
stack of full-time staff working on this, um, then we probably would have had 300, 500 case mm. studies that we could have highlighted. Um, and I think the other thing that it demonstrates is that robotics is having an impact across all sectors of the Australian economy mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully it gives people some ideas of how they might be able to implement robotic and drone technology in their businesses. Yeah, okay, so it's a, not only, I guess, a bit of a look at how things are occurring, but also a bit of education for people on, on how to use things. Yeah, and hopefully it might inspire people to consider careers in the industry because the biggest pain point for you know, most of our AI, robotic and drone companies is, is finding talent. Yeah, I can imagine. And then we're competing in the international market as well with people yes. going offshore, just like your sister, yes. over into, into Silicon Valley. Um, and uh, before before I change tax a little bit as well, where uh, it's going to be released this afternoon, five o'clock here at the World of Drones and Robotics Congress. Where can our listeners go and grab it from, though? Um, you know, after tonight. Yes, just look up Robotics Australia on um, Google, and our website's uh, RoboOsnet com.au and uh, look up the 2022 Robotics Roadmap. Cool. Looks like I've got some uh, weekend reading now, so that, yes. that's going to be fun. Maybe a couple of weekends. <laughs> Maybe a couple. How long is it? <laughs> I can't remember the exact It's <laughs> over 200 pages. Okay, brilliant. So that, that will be a couple of weekends for me. Um, so you're presenting this afternoon. Um, after kind of 3 o'clock, you're presenting in, in the main hall. What, what are you here to talk about? I'm here to talk about you know the development of the drones and robotics industry. So I'll give a couple of um, observations that have cropped up in the production of that robotics roadmap and uh, talk a bit about you know what the future might look like. Okay, fantastic. So we might let you go because I know you've got a, a lot going on um, and a lot of people to talk to. Um, thanks so much for all the work you do, particularly you know not only in your full-time role but also in your passion projects to get these things off the ground. We, we wouldn't have these things without people like you. So um, thanks so much for everything you do. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Cheers.